Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is our review of Shoplifters. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, we are reviewing a foreign film, which is, I assume, in limited release. Um, Probably, yeah. It is a film called Shoplifters, which Stephen saw at Cannes. Um, several months back, back in May, beginning in May. of May. Oh, Jesus! Yes, it's Christ. been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be proof as to my recollection abilities. <laughs> um, this film won the Palm de whatever. Yeah, Palm d'Or. <laughs> um, yeah, so the top prize it can. Okay, and that's by the judges, not the audience. Yeah, right? the yeah. judges. Um, so this is obviously a pretty. Uh, there, there were two films that you saw at Cannes that we had the option of reviewing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's this and, one and Burning. Burning is definitely the critical favorite of these two. Okay. How, my time of seeing Burning was not ideal. It was like after I'd flown for 20 hours straight or whatever, I literally put on a tuxedo and ran and managed to get into that premiere, and I was like sweating and thirsty, and it, it was just not great. So I need yeah, to watch yeah. it again before I give it a real assessment. But Shoplifters, I saw on the second or third day at Cannes. In the morning, I was refreshed. I was ready. It was a nice quiet theater um i think yeah benicio del toro this was when he gave me a head nod he was sitting in front of me <laughs> in that theater <laughs> which was great um yeah I was, I was in the right mood for this one <laughs> nice um but yeah so we are going to review it um i don't know how the trailer is going to work for this since it is a film that is not in english mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh we're going to play something that's at least a part of the trailer for this film and then we're going to come back and give you a review yeah hey どうしたの。ママは。それ相談所が後ろ<笑><笑> All right, so that was the trailer for Shoplifters. 
Um, it is the story of what I will call a familial unit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of people living together under one household, assuming the roles of uh, various people within a family. And uh, as we journey with this group of people, um, we kind of learn the relationships between the group and uh, experience them trying to just survive um, by shoplifting and doing different things to kind of just make ends meet and um, survive as a group of people living in this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stephen Miller, what did you think of this film? Uh, so I loved this when I saw this at Cannes. I thought it hit all – like I knew I was going to love it before – anything except for just like a little bit of the synopsis because it it's about a family it involves like a sweet little girl being brought into this family it's about the ways people in suboptimal situations learn how to survive uh and i i think it just nailed that feeling i thought it there are kind of two halves of this movie i remembered imagining there's what i would call the uh like the Sundance or Tribeca half of this movie, which is like just the heartwarming. These are these kids. This is this family. This is a portrait of what they look like. And then there is another more surprising half that would be harder to predict maybe ahead of time yeah. where it it goes from warm, searing family drama into let's complicate this a little bit more. And I just think it it is such a tender look at these people. I, I mean, the main event, which I think we can say in this movie, is that this this family unit there is a little girl that they find who is in need of shelter and they bring her into their home and she starts to open up and meet everyone and reveal a little bit about her past. And it's like, it's just such a heartwarming picture of a family to me. I just think it's really beautifully done. Um, If I'm remembering right, and it's been a long, long time, uh, (laughs) there are, there's the relationship between what I'd say the mother and the father character in this movie who have like kind of partners in crime and kind of romance happening where they're they're friendly and they're on good territory, but there's something more there that you don't really know until later why that is. Uh, there's the grandmother character who's kind of the central figure that everyone rallies around. There's these cute kids. There's the, there's the boy who shoplifts with his dad, and to him it's like this rite of passage, and he's proud of it, and he takes joy in it. Um, and he has trouble abducting new people into this world and letting them get it. I just thought it was such a sweet picture. And then in the last like 20 minutes or so, it really turns into like, what is family? Where are your allegiances? What should you value? Like whose opinion should you trust here? Is it the person who quote wants the best for the child? Like, like, like where do you feel in this movie? Because if it had been shot from a different vantage point, maybe you would feel very, very differently. And I just think it, it lands that gut punch so well and it builds it with, all of the like, I, I don't want to say Florida Project, but it, like it, it feels kind of like that that warmth of like watching kids be kids, and like you get all that sweetness, and then you get like the bitterness added too, and it just it did something to me where I, I felt so happy to watch this movie. <laughs> Going into the film, I sort of vaguely remembered somebody, maybe partly facetiously, facetiously saying. It was sort of like the Japanese Florida project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably what I said after the can the can review. Um, and I and I and I stand by it. I just think it. I, I don't know. It, it's also obviously because it's about people in poverty. It's a little bit about the social classes of they live around Tokyo, but definitely not in the sort of Tokyo that I've seen or that Chris is probably going to see in a week or two. Um, and like they. 
kind of like Robin Hood, right? Like they're stealing, but they're not doing it out of like nefarious reasons. Like they're, they're, it's just well, like trying to. As long to, as the store doesn't go bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stealing's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of a code of honor to what they're which, doing. There's a great payoff to that like methodology too, which yep. is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, I, I don't know. It, it's been too long for me to really go into details, but I just thought it was really lovely and it's portrait of people. It is sometimes pure dramas when they are foreign films are hard for me because I can't, you know, when you don't speak the language, you can't hear the intonation in the way that it's meant all the time. I think this movie didn't need that. I really felt the family drama of this movie. I felt the arcs that the characters went on and I just thought it was really pretty and slow. It took its time. It wasn't trying to do too much and it lands the gut punch in a way that felt very, very earned for me. So yeah, I was super into this movie. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I've heard great things from you about this film and had heard murmurings of it. And obviously it won, like, <laughs> the, ch- the jury prize or whatever at, mm-hmm. at uh, Cannes. Um, I think this is a film that maybe I appreciate more than I like. Um, mm-hmm. I think that – and it's funny, too, because, like, I, I had watched the trailer before going into it. And the trailer sort of, like, sets up this – like, this is a two-and-a-half-hour film. Mm-hmm. And the trailer is, like, 15-minute block of this film. And – there are no – I mean, I won't say there's no consequences of that arc, but, like, that arc does not develop the way that I would expect that sort of arc. Um, like, I mean, in, in the trailer, this this girl that they take – they give shelter. Um, in the trailer, they show that, like, they see on the news a broadcast talking about that girl being missing. And this is not a film about a family trying to decide whether or not they keep some child. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is, Like, that's not what this film is at all. This is just a relationship drama between characters. And I think that all of that was really charming and really, really well done. And I really cared about each of these characters and the individual little mini journeys that are going on. And I actually really love the sort of divulging of what the actual relationship is between these people. I mean mm-hmm. – they're, they're one of the like little mini familial conflicts within the film is that the father figure, the son won't call him dad. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of like, it's, it's a thing that he kind of confides in with the mother character that like, you know, like he still not, doesn't call me dad. I kind of wish he would blah, 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 blah. And like, as I said, this is a two, two hour and 30 minute, 35 minute movie. And you find out why, like two hours and 10 minutes. In yeah. I can't believe it's that long. Cause I felt it's, so cozy in can, like I, I didn't even think about the length. Oh no, it, it's, yeah, it, it's a long film, but, but I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a thing. Like I never felt like it was too long, but I, there were several thoughts or not thoughts. There were several points in the film where I just thought the movie was done. And there's like a whole arc left, <laughs> a whole new thing for a set of characters to go on. And like, I appreciated what it was doing. And I liked the slow reveal of how this family came together and, who was involved in what things and who is grandma, grandma actually too, <laughs> like things like that. And I, and I really enjoyed it. Um, there are things, there are, there may be uh, cultural separation from like watching this film just in, in the theater as I was, there were certain things where it's hard for me to follow motivations of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just, I like, I'm, I'm reading their dialogue. I can't, like, as you said, I can't really hear the intonations and sometimes they make decisions that I'm just like, why are we doing this? <laughs> and I think that maybe for my mindset and my style of where I get into characters' heads as I watch things, because there was that sort of separation where I'm like, I understand what's happening. I just don't know why you're doing certain things. Or even watching it with the child's mindset, like I'm seeing a thing which seems very strange to me as an adult. Mm-hmm. Would a child just be like, yeah, that seems 
that seems kosher. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there, there was things where it was, it was just enough separation and questioning from my standpoint, which is on me, not necessarily on the film, um, that like it, it sort of pushed me back from from being completely in love with this film, and instead I was just charmed and intrigued by the, what I was watching. And mm-hmm. I think that, um, like you know, I had Florida Project like up at the top of my yeah. my list because it was just a film that like spoke to me, and I understood the motivations of the characters and the parents. Mm-hmm. And this is a film where it's not it bounces between being from the children's point of view and being from the adults' point of view, and characters have their own like each character has its own unique backstory and it's like imagine if like all of game of thrones was just one two out two and a half hour movie and you had to like care and understand the motivations of all the characters within that short amount of time it was just a uh, it was a stepping stone that i wasn't able to sort of hop over um in a way that let me just freely slide into it the way that you did but it's still a film that i deeply appreciate and thought it was very well composed and like made and everything and it just it's very, very interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. My part of it too is, for one, I think it, a good thing about a festival like Cannes is you are spending days and days watching foreign films. Like there were only two English language movies in the whole festival yeah. this year. Um, and that can be difficult, but what it helps you to is like you tune into that pretty quickly, right? Like by day three or whatever, you are so used to this already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's part of why, like, maybe if Burning had been day three, I would be bumping up Burning a lot more, too. It's, <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, but I think, as has been established, you connect to motive and plot a lot, and I connect to emotion, most of all. Yeah, yeah. And I think the little girl in this movie, there are some emotional moments where she is kind of, like, de-thawing in front of her new mother character and revealing a little bit of, like, her past and her feelings and her hurt that like something was in the theater that got in everybody's eye like that (laughs) that that got me so good and i just think there i don't know there's a lot of love in this movie and it feels like one of those movies it's a weird comparison but it's kind of like how i felt with american honey even where i feel like there's just there's some kind of like love behind the camera that is going to the characters where you just feel like the whole movie wants you to like get inside their hearts in a way that just really really spoke to me um this director also makes lots of movies, and I watched a couple of them after this one, and they're all of this ilk. I think this one dials it up a bit by having that gut punch twist in the end, which is kind of what keeps it from, rather than just being like a grand romantic drama, it also has like a little bit more to offer in the end. Yeah. But if the if the heart worked for you, then there's a lot of stuff to check out. Yeah. yeah. It, it is actually kind of funny, too, because, as I said, this film has a long runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, there are events that could have ended this film. And this film goes on, not runtime, but like a lifetime passes Mm -hmm. between the end of the main, like where everything is sort of leading. Things kind of come to a head and then the film could have rolled credits right there. And then it continues on for like another 15 minutes or so of just seeing how life is progressing with all these people. And it's kind of like in the watching it, I was, I was like how is the movie still going? Like, mm-hmm. where are we going now? Like you, you did everything that I like could have expected. And then there's like the bus scene. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, uh-huh. that's what you're leading to. Uh, good on you. Yep. <laughs> but it was funny just because like the, the style of presenting this story, it was like, I think the film did everything it needs to do. And then it just gives you that one little like tiny gut punch at the end. Boost, and, you're, yeah. and you're just like, all right, 
I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, any, anything else you want to say about the film? I, I don't know. I would need to rewatch it to go more in depth. I just, I, I feel warmth even just thinking about it now, months later. So definitely stand by my original recommendation. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I guess we should just get to verdicts for the film then. Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, recommend the caveat, wait for until pass the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going must-see. This movie really hit me in a good place. It kind of is a very, quote, Stephen movie in the sense that it's, really about connection and human relationships and like the tiny ways people open themselves up to each other. Uh, there are a few festival movies we saw this year that were in that camp. Like I would, I would say state like sleep, which someday is going to be released somewhere. Hopefully it's kind of like that too, where it's about like somebody slowly opening herself up to another human being. And I think this is from the family dynamic of kids opening themselves up to adults, adults opening themselves up to each other. And, People are just, like, making a family out of whatever, like, twigs and branches they have laying around, right? Like, they're yeah. going to build a home, and they're going to find a life, and they're going to tell – they're going to make a story that makes sense. You know, kind of like the rooms or uh, uh, It's a Beautiful Life. Is that the name of the movie? Uh, about the parent with his child yeah, in the yeah, concentration camp. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're – it's just like this idea of like building little worlds for kids to live in where they can be worry free or see things as a game or see things as entertaining. And then we get like a view into the real world that undergirds it. I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. And I thought this was just a really lovely portrait of it. So must see. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a very good film that I appreciate. I think for me, it's probably a record of the caveat. Um, the caveat is just that there are certain motivations of characters that I don't understand or things that like, I don't know what it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing that I feel good or intrigued about, um, but I, I don't know what I'm supposed to take from it or what certain things mean or how much characters within the society who encounter these people know or don't know about them. And it's just like there are, mm-hmm. there are questions that I have about this world that I just – I didn't – I I had to think too much about to just appreciate and like bask in like so it was it was it was a thing that yeah it just gets knocked down just a little bit just because of my own personal confusion <laughs> around the story. Also, I mean, <laughs> they fucking abduct a child. <laughs> it's it's a thing that like to me that's the magic trick it plays right. It's like they abduct a child and you find it completely heartwarming until the. Like, late in the movie, you are asked to reflect on that a little bit. But it's so funny, too, because, like, in, when I watched the trailer for the film, I just assumed they find this kid picking in the trash, take her home, and then suddenly see that she's on TV and they know who it is and they have to decide whether or not to reveal that they have that child. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this is a film about some people walking home and they see a child on somebody's balcony and they just fucking take the child. And they sort of like go back and forth about justifying whether or not they should keep it. It's it's like finding a cat, right? Mm -hmm. And being like, mommy, can I keep it? And like her going like, honey, that belongs to somebody. How would you like it if your cat was taken? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's kind of, it's it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, you fucking took a child. Yeah, for some reason. So maybe part of it is that, you know, there were no trailers, obviously, for me. Like I had nothing except for adjectives like family drama going going into this movie and something about those scenes 
I had no idea where it was going. And so it played very organically to me. Like it, yeah. it felt like, yeah, these are people who are, you know, taking care of each other and they see a girl who seems hungry and cold and they offer her to come and eat dinner at their place. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. For me, it played naturally. But then you basically leapt to where the movie will eventually leap to. But by the time the movie leaps there, you have enough warmth and compassion built up that it's able to absorb all that and make it yeah. like complex but not bitter. And I think like thinking too early maybe can hurt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of just have to be like, maybe in this town, yeah. children belong to the society. <laughs> Read up, you've got a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did our verdicts. Um, we can just close out the episode now. Yep. If people are going to find it throughout the week, where can they do that? People can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com where I wrote write-ups of everything I saw at can. I was cribbing from that a little bit here just to remember <laughs> like a tiny bit of what happened in this movie. <laughs> so feel free to check that out. Uh, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Shoplifters... That's probably I, out. It'll come from something. I'll find something for you. If it Was there a jingle that played at can that I can just throw into? May, I'll, I'll, I'll find something. All right. Um, but yeah, so something is playing now or has been playing as we did this outro. But yeah, we have one last film to talk about. Um, so we are going to go. The one on. where the soundtrack is in the title. <laughs> so we're going to go do that. We will see you in that review. Mm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>